He said the first one was, and this is what really grabbed our attention, but he said, today 18,000 kids are going to die from starvation. Wow. And we were just like, oh, my gosh. You know, it just, it just kind of blew us off our, our feet, you know. And, uh, and he, said, he said something else. He said, you know, the, the wild thing is that our world produces enough food to feed every person. That, that just simply should not be. It's one of the most solvable problems facing our world. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast, where we believe in doing marketing differently, uh, giving value, serving first uh, before you even ask for a sale. And I'm so excited to jump into an amazing topic today and some super special co-hosts with me today as well. Um, first off, we have Miss Lauren Lewis. Say what's up, Lauren. What's up, guys? Hey, if you guys are watching, she has her awesome headphones on again today. I swear that I'd always say that I'm never going to mention it, but I do every single time. I can't help it. Um, And then uh, so I'm going to do real quick. I'm going to intro our our awesome uh, guest today. Um, But Mr. uh, Mr. Austin Samuelson, and uh, I'm going to go through some real quick things here before he even gets on. So that way he can't can't stop me. Um, So Austin is the co-owner of Tacos for Life. And he has won Business of the Year Award in 2018. He was listed under as a top um, 40 under 40 for Arkansas business. They've had 16 locations since 2014. And since 2014, have donated over 9.8 million meals. Is that correct, Austin? Tell me I'm right. Yes, you're right. <laughs> That's so amazing, man. That I, I'm just, I'm blown away by that. Now we'll kind of give you guys a little insight. So we were asking him just to kind of clarify some of the facts, and we said it was a 2.2 million meals donated. And he's like, I think we're up to like 9.8 now. That's that's definitely a big jump, but that is honestly one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on our show, and we're honored that you took time out of your day to obviously talk with us. Um, but uh, yeah, that was one of the reasons because we admire what you guys are doing at Tacos for Life. Um, obviously, giving back to the community, you saw a problem, and we can kind of jump into that story here in a few minutes, but um, thank you so much uh, for what you guys do and for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I am extremely excited and a little bit nervous. I mean, you guys have <laughs> headphones, you have microphones, and I'm sitting in here on my Microsoft Surface. So I'm ready to go, though. This hey, that's fun. okay. That's okay. Hey, it sounds great. You're you're rocking the Tacos for Life shirt. I mean, those polos, man. I I, I want one. So I can, how can I get one? <laughs> hey, just give me your address. We'll okay. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, hey, guys, we typically start with our uh, what are you obsessed with? Is that right, Lauren? Are we going to jump into uh, to it all? Yes, it is. So, you guys, what are you obsessed with this week? Awesome. Well, hey, Austin, do you have anything? Well, you're the, the guest of honor today. Do you, are, is there anything like you're obsessed with this week that you're, it could be TV show, it could be a, I say TV show because that's mine. I had a few seconds to think about mine. So, um, but uh, yeah, it could be an app. It could be really anything, a song. We're, we're kind of, you, know, you could be obsessed with a song. Who knows? That's you know? true. Absolutely. Well, okay. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give what I'm obsessed with and maybe it's, it's just out there, but I'm obsessed with telling everybody how bad our trip to silver dollar city was this past week. Okay. So here's the deal. My wife and I have three boys, four, two and six months. And 
my, I have the best mother-in-law in the world and she planned this amazing trip. But you know, when you're walking into silver dollar city and your wife is literally walking and breastfeeding your six month old and your two year old doesn't want to walk and your four year old loses his ticket before you ever make it to the gate. It just sets the tone for the whole day. So we had a, we had a fun family adventure this past weekend and I've been telling everybody about it and it's we, all you can do is laugh about yeah. it. You know? Oh yeah. And we're, not, we're not like the Duggars or something where we're like professional <laughs> hurting kids around our yeah. kids. They're just wild, you know? So that's what I'm obsessed about. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, so we, we've actually adopted, um, and so we have a, a three, uh, two, three and no, three, three and four year old. Holy moly um so we for some reason when we first got these babies we decided we were going to go to silver dollar city like every single month so i absolutely can sympathize with you of pushing a stroller and somebody's carrying a baby and we've got one holding here and on our back and oh my goodness oh my goodness i I completely it's hard work (laughs) it is it's absolutely hard work and you're like i'm supposed to be having fun right now or somebody's supposed to be having like the kids aren't having fun i'm not having fun who's having who's having fun here so (laughs) that's awesome i'm always like we paid for this to do this (laughs) (laughs) we paid money for the drive and see we have a shorter drive to go to silver dollar city than you guys because you're conway based right yeah yeah (sighs) man oh man well you can always pit stop on the way next time so you can catch your breath if you need to so we're more than happy to happy to help you but um so lauren what are you obsessed with this week so actually i had written down what i was obsessed with i've been so scatterbrained this week and it's funny that i made fun of a song because it's actually music (laughs) ah it's coming back yep I'm being humbled at the moment so um so since i had children i feel like uh, I haven't really gotten into the music scene as much as I used to just because I have children running everywhere. Um, but the other day I was cooking and I actually, I love Imagine Dragons, but yeah. I've always kind of known most of their, you know, radio hits or whatever. But I actually, through Spotify, I listened to one of their albums. Like how, how often do you guys listen to a full album sometimes anymore? anymore? It's kind of rare. Yeah. And I listened to their 2017 album called Evolve. And I am like, loving it. it is awesome and i just think it's been just such a long time since i actually sat down and listened to a full album the way it's actually intended to be listened to and everything and it was awesome and i really think huh. they're very I, I don't know they're really talented i'd like to go see them sometime i really need to yeah absolutely yeah. that is awesome uh yeah it has been quite a while since i've actually listened to an entire album what's crazy is it's so easy now but you just never do that it's always like a one song or a playlist or something like that so that's good. Yep. Uh, so mine has my obsession this week is kind of tied to music as well. That's why I said music. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Uh, so <laughs> mine. So I went to see Rocket Man, uh, which is the Elton John oh. uh, biography. Biopic. Help me. Correct me. Whatever. It's about his life, obviously. So um, he was a. Uh, he's actually one of the executive producers on it. So they tried to do it as real to what his situation was, and I think they did it phenomenally. Oh, I'm messing up all kinds of words today. They did it so great, and it was. Uh, it was actually really cool to see. I mean, he did. They did not shy away from like his drug use and his addictions and stuff like that. Like that was kind of the center point of his of the whole movie was how he was 
fighting that, um, which I thought was fantastic. Huh. So it's kind of like his relationships and how he burned relationships and went, you know, usually when you see those movies, they it's after the person's already dead and gone. And so they kind of mm. you know, drag their name a little bit through the mud, you know, but it was really interesting to see how he really just kind of opened up about everything. And it was really good. There was a, a lot of um, inappropriate sexual things obviously but uh <laughs> sex drugs and rock and roll right but uh anyway it was i, I storytelling wise and then obviously music wise i mean i've i've been a fan of elton john's music for a long time and it was really cool to actually hear um all the stuff but i would definitely recommend that uh if you're a fan of music in general so and I, for some I, yeah, i've literally been listening to all the songs over and over again because it's it's you know it gets in your head he does that anyway so that being said, <laughs> um, let's jump into our interview. Um, Austin, are you, are you, uh, do you mind telling us kind of, we're going to go through just kind of where you guys started and what, what really how the idea came about for what you guys are doing. And then obviously tying it to a cause, but on top of that, even if you guys didn't do that, you guys have amazing food. Uh, so how, how have you really, um, well, this journey, where did it start? Yeah, so it started well about eight years ago now. Uh, my wife and I we were we were living in California. We had just gotten married, and uh, she was teaching school. I was working in commercial real estate, and we really we thought we had our lives mapped out. We were kind of on our our path, and we started to kind of see some things and learn about some some different things but really what what hit us pretty hard is we we're at church one sunday and uh rich stearns uh is president of uh, world vision came and was speaking at our church and he was talking and he said a few things that, that really kind of rocked our world he said uh he said the first one was and this is what really grabbed our attention but he said today eighteen thousand kids are going to die from starvation wow and we were just like oh my gosh you know just it just kind of blew us off our our feet you know and uh and he said he said something else he said you know the the wild thing is that our world produces enough food to feed every person that that just simply should not be it's one of the most solvable problems facing our world mm -hmm. and uh and he said a third thing that they hit us pretty hard he said you know the sad thing is i think that uh here in the u.s and around the world if and he was speaking to a Christian audience, but he said, you know, if Christians would just stand up and do something about this, we could probably, we could probably, you know, alleviate this problem. And uh, that that hit Ash and I pretty hard. Uh, we we didn't know what to do with it. We were twenty, let's say twenty three and twenty two at the time, and uh, so we, we we took those three little nuggets and we left there and we talked about it a lot and we prayed about it. And at that time for us, it was kind of. We were kind of binary in our thinking. We, on one hand, we said, "Okay, well, let's do something about this." And so the one option was, you know, the the expression, you know, you sell everything and you move to Africa or China or whatever, you know, right. yeah, and uh, as if that's the only option. Or, or the other complete opposite end of the spectrum is, uh, well, we'll just keep doing what we're doing and we'll we'll give money and you know we'll we'll pray about this and we'll help out as we can. Both are great options. Uh, but we were kind of like going to the extremes, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, neither of them felt totally right. We felt like God was calling us to something else and we didn't know what that was. And we wrestled with it for about a year, year and a half. And uh, one day we were, uh, we were we we were actually in a setting and we heard these same stats again. It was really bizarre. Hmm. And I was sitting there thinking, man, 
God, I'd love to do something. I just don't know what what you want to do. I want to I want to be in the business. I like I just feel like you've created me to be in the business world. I just I feel very passionate about this. Uh, but how can I help out? And at that moment, the idea of Tom Shoes came to mind. Yeah. And that was, that was back in 2011. And you know they were just you know blowing and going at that time and really popular. Everybody's buying them and such a cool concept. And you know I was thinking, wow. Um, so I, I had that idea and I was, I was like, okay, well, man, somebody should do that for food. You know, that would be so easy. And, uh, you know, told Ashton and, and, and Ashton is like the, the most fun person in the world. She's like, let's do it tomorrow. Come on. You know? <laughs> and, and never mind the fact that, that, that neither of us, uh, you know, had never worked in a restaurant before. Like the, the only experience we had was like going through the drive through you know, and we were so clueless. But, uh, but, you know, God kept kind of opening some doors and, and we found ourselves nine months later opening a pizza restaurant here in Conway and it was called pizza for two. Uh, it was a a fun little restaurant. You you built your own pizzas and all that. It it was, it was a lot of fun and it was just a miracle that we even got there. Cause like I said, we had no clue what we were doing. We, uh, we, we moved in with my parents. We went from living guys on the beach, uh, in LA, uh, we were living in Santa Monica. Like I could walk to my surf spot. It was amazing. Living in my parents' basement in Bologna, Arkansas, you know, <laughs> a little bit of a transition. And then, you know, well, how do you make pizzas in a commercial setting? We had no idea. We'd never done it before. So <laughs> the only rational thing in our mind was to uh, buy one of our pizza ovens and set it up in that same basement. So we smelled like pizza all the time. <laughs> it was it was a wild, wild experience. But, uh, you know, God is good. He provided every step along the way. We went to six banks. Six banks said no. But uh, it just it came together and it was just one big miracle. We we opened Pizza for Two in 2011 and uh, it, it was a, a really fun learning experience. And we we did that for about a year and a half or so. And we had the opportunity to go to Africa and uh, to go visit one of the organizations that we were sending our food to that we were raising. Because every time you came in and bought a pizza, a portion of your proceeds donated a meal. Uh, okay. So we went to Africa to visit and actually help distribute some of these, uh, these meals that we'd been raising. And man, we had traveled abroad uh, pretty pretty often. We had done the mission trip thing growing up, uh, but something about this trip it just it wrecked our world. I remember we were it was the first day we were there, and we lined up to start feeding kids. And there's probably about 150 in line. And oh, wow. for some reason, you know, hey, let's go get the two kids that have never been here before and have them, you know, <laughs> portion out this food that for a lot of these kids are the only meal they're going to get for the day. Yeah. And that was so. So Ash and I are sitting there scooping this food out and I get about halfway through this big metal pot, you know, and I'm I'm sitting there looking and I'm, I'm always I'm always thinking ahead, you know, and Ash is just in the moment, just like she's she's hugging every kid walking through, you know, yeah. but I'm thinking I'm like, Ash. There, we're not going to have enough food. You know, we scrambled around and they were able to get some some bananas and some, we got loaves of white bread, I remember, and gave these kids. And I just remember looking at Ashton and tears were rolling down her eyes and my eyes. And it's still, it's still even hard to tell. But yeah. I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, we've got to do more. Like there's got to be, we've got to, we, we can't stop. we got to keep doing this. And mm. so Really out of that, that's where we had been flirting with the idea of opening a taco restaurant with the same one-for-one mission. And that's really, I think, where we, you know, 
fully committed to that kind of in that moment there. And so we came back and uh, about a year later, we opened our first Tacos for Life here in Conway. So that was wow. five years ago this past Sunday, just celebrated our really? five-year anniversary. And uh, man, we, we learned something really quickly. People like tacos a lot better than they liked our pizza. So <laughs> we, uh, we quickly moved into like, hey, it's going to be all about tacos and uh, it, it's just been really fun ever since. And, and the fun thing is, and we say this all the time, you know, I think so often we wait on everything to be right and we wait on all the circumstances to be correct or to have all the qualifications. And man, God cannot have asked two more unqualified or two more ungifted people to do something so out of their gifting than, than us. And so it's just been one big miracle after another. And we can't, that's, we can't take the credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's that's... just been that's amazing. And I, well, I mean, and obviously, you know, we're, we're Lauren and I both are involved in our church and it's kind of the same thing where it's like, if the calling of God does not always uh, include the giftings, I mean, he'll bring that later on, you know what I mean? And so that's so amazing. That's so amazing. And I, I'm going to tell you something. One thing that stuck out from that is we, you know, you talk about, um, you know, I've been on mission trips myself and then, you know, helped and volunteered in community and obviously those less fortunate. Um, but I can't imagine, being like standing in line and seeing these, these kids, uh, just be hungry and starving and not being able to give them anything. That's got, I mean, I can't, like it's, it's messing with me now. I can't even imagine standing there and looking in their eyes. That's, that's huge. Ugh. I don't, I don't tell the story too often because it is, it's just hard to even relive that memory, you know, but it's, it's the reality for so many children all around the world and, and even here in our own state, you know, I mean, it's, um, it's just, a, a you know, for those of us who don't, who don't have that face that reality on a daily basis, it's just hard to imagine. Yeah. And what's, what's crazy is, so, um, my family is pretty involved in uh, foster care and adoption. And, um, I don't think we realized until we went through a lot of the training and we got involved really in hearing the stories. Uh, it is right here. It's in our own backyard, you know, that a lot of kids, you know, don't have food. So I don't think I really know the full extent of where you guys do give uh, your meals and the one for one. I don't know. I don't think I actually understand um, the full details of that. Do you mind talking about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So the way that the whole mission here at Tacos works is every taco, salad, rice bowl, quesadilla, burrito that we sell, a portion of those proceeds it takes less than a quarter uh, to provide a meal, but a portion of those proceeds goes to provide that meal. So wow. it's kind of, uh, so for us in the restaurant business, if you have any listeners in, in that space or have been in that space, you know, it's all about food and labor. You know, those are your controllable costs, right? And for us, that, that sits you know, right up there in our cost of goods sold. So it, it, uh, it's, it happens, you know, if you come in and, and we decide to, uh, you know, you, you get your taco half off or something, you are still donating a meal. It's, it's yeah. no different than paying for that tortilla that it takes to build that taco. So that's really important to us, um, to try to keep it just as simple as possible. Cause you, you can explain that to like a five-year-old, you know, you can say, Hey, your, your taco is helping feed a kid just like you, you know, and it's, it's not dependent on any formula or, you know, profits or not, or, you know, whatever. So that's, that's how it works functionally for us as a business. Uh, so, you know, our guests, they're, they're, they're the heroes. So when you come in and eat, you guys are awesome for doing that because you're the ones that are raising the mills, uh, without you, it's just a really wild idea. 
And then uh, as far as the actual getting the mills to where they go, we work with uh, we work with an organization called Feed My Starving Children. They're a nonprofit based out of Minneapolis, phenomenal organization. And they put together these rice based mills Mm -hmm. and uh, it's got rice, uh, soy protein, dehydrated veggies and a vitamin mix in it. And they're they're scientifically formulated that so that if that was the only meal a child got in a day, it has all the nutrients that they need to their daily requirements. So it's, it's phenomenal. There's, there's countless stories of, you know, going in where, uh, an organization goes in and they start feeding children and just their overall health, like, you know, their, their hair gets better, their, you know, their complexion gets better, just simple, um, you know, common cold type stuff just improves because they're getting well-balanced nutrition where, especially in places like Africa where pops is a, you know, is a, a, a local, food that's fed a lot hmm. and it's a corn-based uh meal so that you really it's really just carbs you know yeah, yeah. so if you're you know if you're in a place like swaziland which is where we do a lot of work they have the highest hiv infection rate of anywhere in the world so most of these kids that are malnourished you know they are there's there's opportunities for them to get hiv medicine which will hold that disease at bay but if they're not eating a, a well-balanced meal then the medicine doesn't work like it should. And so it's, it's incredibly important. Um, we recognize hunger is a problem all over the world. So especially even here in Arkansas, it's a big problem. None of our mills stay here in Arkansas. They do go to other places in the world. And that's really, you know, when, when God called Ashna to do this, he really called us, uh, to, to focus on, at that time, those 18,000 children that are dying every day, the number is down to 6,200, which totally wow. unacceptable. But that is incredible, the progress. And that's just in yeah. a short amount of time. So, you know, we're really focused on those areas where if a child starves to death, you know, where, where, this, where this food is going, if a child starves to death, it's just a way of life. Someone isn't going to prison. You know, if a child starves to death here in Arkansas, somebody's going to prison. Yeah. Somebody's going to pay for that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, we're really focused on and, and working through our partner organization, Feed My Starving Children, getting this into some of the most hardest reach places in the world. And if if a child has a meal that they can count on, it's the same here in Arkansas or the same, you know, in Africa or Asia or wherever. If they have a, a meal, man, they can, they can now all of a sudden it opens up a world of possibilities, whether it be medication, like I mentioned, or just the basic things of learning in school. You know, um, if a, if a mom isn't worried about providing that meal for her child today, um, but she can help make sure they have school uniforms to go to school. Wow. That's a, you know, that's all of a sudden that's breaking the cycle of poverty yeah. in a big way because we're meeting the most basic needs. So it's uh it's pretty cool. I could talk about it for days, but <laughs> the, you know, like I said, they are, you guys coming and eating at the restaurant, you're the heroes there. And then mm-hmm. we're just the middlemen. We, you know, the folks that are on the ground doing the work day in and day out feeding these kids they're because of this food, they're able to do all those things that create the sustainability to help, help break the cycle of poverty, you yeah, know, and brokenness. Yeah. So, it's a, it's just really cool what what's happening all over the world. Absolutely, that's amazing. Um, and that and honestly, I mean, coming from that Tom's model um, and really getting that idea, that is, I mean, 
and, and completely taking it a different route. I mean, that's, uh, that's obviously a, a pretty cool, pretty cool process. Um, and honestly, I mean, that's your, it's kind of funny. Cause when I think a lot of people, uh, especially with the Tom's model that, that, that came out of that one for one, I, I keep referring back to Tom's, you mentioned that, but, um, that was kind of the first real mainstream, uh, one for one giving. Uh, but even that it was, it was kind of like the companies that have tried to replicate that you can tell almost right off the bat, the ones that are doing it for profit and it's more of a PR stunt rather than actually doing it for the right cause. Um, and with you guys, you can obviously see it's different because you're very open about what you're doing. Um, and, and, and like, this is not, this is not any kind of a PR thing that you're like, Hey, we can make a lot of money if we, you know, position it as this one for one type thing. Um, and so I really appreciate you guys for having the integrity and what you guys are doing with that, because, um, that just goes back to honestly, kind of our business model of like, uh, if you're serving first, it's going to come, you know, just tenfold. And so that, that has played true in my personal life and business, everything. If you just look at giving first without expectation, a lot of times you'll get it back. Yeah, you're right. What are some of the things that you guys are doing when it comes to some of the marketing aspects of it? Because I know you guys have your, uh, your loyalty programs that are set up and you guys do it a little bit differently than uh, what I've seen. Yeah, I think so. Our, our biggest, our biggest thing with marketing for us is we want to be able to connect with the guest and help remind them that they are, they're the hero in this. It's not tacos for life. They are, uh, you know, everybody's got to eat. Right. And when you eat, you want to eat really good food. You want to eat food that you feel good about. Like, you know, like, Hey, this is, you know, so we put a lot of work into, uh, using real ingredients, we're a scratch kitchen, um, and and there's times I wish we weren't because it is so hard. But we we make everything from scratch, and then we we want to really connect the guests with the mission and try to draw that line just as clear as possible. So the loyalty program you're referencing actually went away uh, last Monday. Oh my and- goodness. <laughs> I didn't even so, see it. I didn't even pay attention. You can still go in and claim your, <laughs> your rewards off of it. It's still there in the restaurant. Okay. But we, we launched an app last week. And, you know, so every restaurant has an app. And how many restaurant apps do you really have on your phone? For us, the, the goal of this app is besides online ordering and, and everything else is we want to really reward our most faithful guests with uh, – points, good, good offers, right. For being there. But really the coolest part to me is you're now going to get to see how many meals you raise Mm -hmm. every time you come in and buy. So this is something that some of our most loyal guests here in Conway have been asking for since the pizza for two days. But I think it goes back to that competitive side that you're talking about. (laughs) I've only raised 10 meals so far Uh this year. You know, I need to like step up my game or something, but you know, it's really for us. It's really cool when you start personalizing the impact that you have just by eating lunch, you know, and and you can, you know, as a father and and you're, you mentioned your kids as well, be able to, you know, go in and eat and then have a conversation and talk about something a little bit more than, you know, dude, perfect or something is, uh, is always a win (laughs) in our house. So uh, that's, that's really our, our big focus is trying to draw the, the line of sight from this. There, there's this big problem out there. Children are dying from starvation, Mm -hmm. but you, by eating, a taco today is actually helping make a difference. Yeah. And uh, thank you for doing that. Yeah. So 
That's huge. Okay, so that's way better than what I had led with because, and I've got to be honest, I, I told you we ate lunch there today, but somebody else paid for it. And I, integrity wise, I was not going to enter my number on there to claim that visit. And I wasn't even paying attention, didn't even look down, didn't even see it. So I feel like I'm in the clear for that. Am I in the clear, Lauren? Is that okay? I think so. Okay, okay, so. good. She, she's but my, it's better that you can be competitive on the meals that you raised rather than I ate yeah. more tacos. <laughs> That is true. That's very true. Yeah. No, that's, uh, and, and honestly, that's kind of, I mean, goes back to what we were talking about. I mean, that's, that's a way to get people, um, and you said, talk about your guests kind of being the hero of the story, right? Get them included in this. And just even me sitting here thinking about this, I was like, that makes me want to eat there more because it actually has a purpose behind it rather than just, you know, me just figuring out something cheap to eat. Um, you know, it's actually, Hey, this, this, there's a reason, Hey, we, we want to go here because there's a purpose in what you guys are doing. That's amazing. Well, I think also it's really cool. Um, just to brag on your restaurant a little bit, Austin, um, is that, uh, it's also not quality products. It's also quality, uh, customer service. Like it's mm -hmm. really great customer service. When you go in there, you do really feel like people care. It's got a great vibe inside. I mean, the decor and just the vibe that's going on inside you always feel really comfortable, but you always also feel really cared for. That's just becoming like way more rare to find. Um, and so I think that's also a really awesome that you have quality products, a quality cause. And then you have quality people within your restaurants that are really showing, um, just the, the roundness of for back letter in word, I'm going to say quality again, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's a really testament to what you guys are doing. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I think that was one of the lessons we learned moving from our first restaurant to tacos for life is you can have this fun mission. And for us, it wasn't, it wasn't like you said, Brian, at the beginning, like a, a gimmick or like a PR stunt. It truly was who we were. And I think that's easy to fall into that trap as well of saying, hey, well, we got this cool thing that we do. So you should come buy from us, buy, buy our product mm -hmm. or use our service because we have this cool thing. Um, you know, people are going to do that like one time. And but if the if the product or the service isn't great, then, you know, it, it kind of stops right there. And so for us, we, we talk about our three for one service model. So um, it starts out, it's gotta be great food, you know, like you said. And so we work, we work so hard and we use, you know, we use real ingredients. We are cooking back there. We're teaching high schoolers how to like do things. We have an incredible, incredible executive chef who went to the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park and, you know, all these accolades. Um, but you know, she's bringing all that down to try to teach a 15 year old who just got their hardship, <laughs> to, you know, yeah. make this recipe and, and that's hard, but it's really important. You know, mm -hmm. it's really important. So, so amazing food, the service has to be great. And we talk about, man, we want to do, we want to do three things. We want to, we want to have enthusiastic greeting with our guests. We want to engage you in conversation. And then we want to try to take the opportunity. Our goal is to take the opportunity to educate you either on the, the, the menu, if it's your first time or to educate you a little bit more on, on our mission and what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's, that's the hope of what we do. And then we want to do the, all that in a really fun environment uh, you know, we're, we're in a day and age where all you hear about is delivery and takeout and everything else. And yeah, that's, that is where the trend is going, but I still at my core believe that there is a time people want to go and they want to eat in a place that feels comfortable, you know, and, and we don't all do those things perfectly every day. We, we work with, with product and we work with people and it doesn't always come together, but that's kind of what we strive for. And we feel like if we do 
those three things really well, we get to feed more kids and that's kind of our one, you know, that we push towards. So yeah, it's uh, some days it's more aspirational than reality, but (laughs) uh, it's certainly what we focus on. Absolutely. No, that's, that's amazing. And I, and and going back to this, the experience of the restaurant and I mean, you guys don't have, um, kind of your, you know, Chick-fil-A, my pleasure or anything like that. So you never feel kind of uncomfortable. You just always know, Hey, there are people genuinely looking to help and, and and glad that you're there. You always feel like that. Like I'm not inconveniencing you. Like I'm going to Taco Bell or McDonald's or something. And then they're just, they are just so ready for you to get out of their restaurant. You know, um, it's a, it's a great atmosphere, a great environment. And I mean, talk about branding. I mean, you guys have done a great job kind of finding your, your, uh, your experience, but then also just your, uh, restaurant, uh, I don't aesthetics. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so the Fayetteville one, uh, we talk about, that's one of my favorite to visit because you guys have kind of a hodgepodge of different chairs and tables. And it feels, I'm like, this is amazing. Like it feels like even with like Chipotle, when, whenever they mm-hmm. uh, first launched, you walked in, you're like, this is different. This is not like high manufactured, you know, really elegant designed, you know, things. It feels like home actually, you know, you walk into it and it feels like home. And so, um, putting attention and detail into that is, is pretty awesome. Was that kind of a conscious choice or was that just kind of a, this is what we're doing? (laughs) You know, (laughs) no, it was conscious. My wife, she is, uh, she's an incredible creative. So she, she developed our initial menu, with no no culinary experience at all, and that's kind of one of those things where you you don't know what you're good at until you start doing something. And yeah. she did that, and and then also does all of our decor. And so those are kind of she's a stay at home mom now, but she she meets with uh, with a young lady who does all of our decor, and they she comes out to the house and they go over the restaurant plans and the decor package, and wow. uh, it's. It's hard. Uh, it was easy to do that in Fayetteville because when we opened that store, we moved up there for three months, lived in an apartment, and we would go down to the local thrift shop and be like, man, we need another chair. Let's go buy this chair. <laughs> you know, we yeah. can't do that in Carolina or Dallas now. So yeah. uh, so we've had to evolve a little bit while still trying to keep that fun and eclectic look. And, and we're yeah. trying to maintain that balance. And But it's a lot of fun. And, and it's just... Uh, you know, the thing is, we, we just want to have fun with it. We want people to walk in and just smile and that we want their day to be a little bit better, you know, because yeah. of the food they're eating and the environment that they're in. So absolutely. So let's let's shift gears a little bit here. So speaking to just um, the audience that we have, you know, as somebody who is either a marketing director or a small business owner who is uh, looking at you guys and say, hey, I want to follow that same path, maybe not a one for one model. But you know, how do I incorporate some of these things into my business. Um, is there any advice that you would give them, um, that kind of taking that first step to get out there to, to incorporate some of these loyalty programs or bring in a cause or something like that? Yeah. So I think one thing on the cause side of things that I always encourage people is, and, and we've, we've, we've toyed around with this. We have another business that we have and, you know, we really struggled because we wanted to have a cause with it and we wanted it to kind of relate to the business and because because I wanted it to like work well from a messaging marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, and we we did that for a while. And it was good. It was a good cause. But, you know, we weren't we just weren't passionate about it. We're passionate about feeding kids. Yeah. And so we just finally uh, a few months ago, the, the guy that runs the business, our business partner in it, he's he's just as passionate as Ashton and I are with uh, with feeding kids and working with female serving children. And, and he just said, you know, can we just switch this? And we were like, yes, that was the right thing. You know, yeah. so 
I think my advice would be, you know, it is it's so important to find that balance of clarity and pulling it all together. But at the same time, you know, it, it's got to be something that you're willing to, you know, lose sleep over and work those long hours. Um, yeah. You know, so so it's got to fit in that bucket. But but you still have to figure out how to how to get the message right and make that connection to uh, to the guest right. So it's yeah. a challenge, but it's well worth it. It's it's a. Uh, I would encourage anybody who's thinking about starting a business, whether they talk about it or not, even if it's just behind the scenes and it's just something they they do, if it's family owned business or they do it with their business partners, that you know, just make giving part of the uh, part of the income statement mm-hmm. and not 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 the bottom line. And it kind of kind of holds you accountable to it, and uh, it gives you just a higher level of purpose and just an extra why to get up and, and push through those hard days. Yeah. Wow. That's uh man that's great that's great advice and and definitely I think especially in our our culture I mean the job is you know everybody hates Mondays but if you have a reason and you know people yeah. are counting on you and depending on you to get out of bed in the morning I mean I think that that's that's a that's a great great reason so that's that's awesome um so talk to us a little bit about uh what's next for you guys Oh man let's see the the next location on the horizon is uh, is going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, so, this fall. All right. so we're excited about about entering the Tulsa market. Um, but I think I think more specifically here locally, you know, we just launched the app. Uh, mm-hmm. Online ordering will follow. will drop into that uh, shortly. I'm very excited uh, so about that. I didn't even know, yeah, and I'm very excited. We're excited. Really, what I probably should have said is we're I'm obsessed with using technology with other businesses because I just I love that. You know, target target pickup right now is incredible. I don't know if you guys have used it, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, you can literally be on the other side of town and say you need like I need deodorant, you know, and like you can hit it on their app, drive over there and like pull in the parking lot and some, you know, smiling person is bringing it out. So, yeah. uh, you know, for us. We're going to ease into the online ordering, but I think there's a, a really uh, exciting future kind of in that area to just make it as convenient as possible on on parents, on uh, folks that are have a quick business launch or whatever to to enjoy our product and, and to to provide meals. So that that's really what we're excited about here at Tacos. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, and it's uh, definitely. I mean, we fall into that space of using technology to uh, to obviously impact business, whether that be serve better or you know impact the bottom line. But in general, I think that that's a that's a great idea, especially if you guys are trying to keep up with the trends. And I don't know how you do it all because launching stores in multiple locations on top of trying to innovate in your industry, um, that's that's awesome. Uh, and so yeah, just to kind of close out, any any advice for uh, uh, just even that of, of people really trying to, uh, like we talked about, impact the community or what's maybe one small step that they can do um, just even today to try to impact uh, the community with their business? Mm. You know, I think it can just be as simple as it's kind of the what we talked about on the service side of things, you know, just just treating. We talk about this a lot. Let's just be. And it sounds kind of simple, but it's like, let's just be humans that are interacting with other humans. And I think in this day and age, it's easy to forget that, especially, uh, you know, when you get outside of a small town, you know, even even in a small town like Conway, it's still easy to forget. It's like, I won't see this person again. So who cares if I'm a little bit of a jerk to him or if I don't don't go the extra mile or whatever. And that's hard to do, you know. So I, I don't know. We talk about that a lot here is, is how do you, how do you just make somebody's day just a little bit better? How do you provide value? And so, 
um, that's that's kind of where our heart's been. And, uh, you know, so now I'm putting it out there for everybody. See, they're going to go into our restaurant and see all the times we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have great people and they're yeah, humans, too. Yeah. you know, they're humans, too. And they try so hard. And, and it's so anyhow, that's that's kind of where our minds are at right now. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. And I, I'll even say um, just just kind of piggybacking off that we did a um, I think it was a while back. We did a catering order with you guys on the first store first opened and. And um, there was like a tiny little mishap and I've been in management before and I went in and talked to the store manager. I was just like, I just want you to know that this had happened. I'm not mad about it or whatever. And just the like apologetic and any way we can help you and make sure that we, because it was a new store, I was up and running. It was, I was gracious in that because I knew you guys were trying to figure things out and everything's new. And so um, it was one of those, but I, I was just very impressed with uh, just the management and the people there that were just bending over backwards. I was like, I don't need anything. I was just letting you know that, you know, and they were just like, no, 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 let us, how can we make it up? You know? And that's, it's, it's so hard to find good people like that who care, you know, rather than just like, all right, sorry, buddy. And then kick you out the door. Um, but they understood like they were, they were very anxious to make sure to make it right. Whatever that meant. I, I really appreciated that. Honestly. Well, we have, we truly have the most amazing people. I, mean, I, I heard a story last week. We had one of our managers give a, a, another one of our managers like a car, like, an, and wow. I mean, just unbelievable things. And then like, we hear these stories of things that they do for our guests that are just, you know, like you, you can't, you know, I love to read books on customer service. I, I'm just very passionate about that, but it's like, you, you couldn't, you, you couldn't create a process to recreate what just happened there. Yeah you know, purely. Um, but we are just so blessed with amazing people. And I think, I think that's where we do get a little help with having this mission is, you know, for, uh, for that manager that you spoke to, I I truly believe him or her, they, you know, they want to make it right because that's the right thing to do. And they're a good person. And they, they're here because they, they truly, they truly believe that they are helping be a part of ending starvation, you know? And the better that they can do um, at their craft, you know, managing a restaurant, and that's hard work, but people are called to it and they're good at it. And to be able to provide a purpose yeah. behind that and a, and a reason why, I, I mean, it just, it's, it's fun. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, we have, we just have incredible people. I, I'm sorry, I could go on and on about that. <laughs> no, but, uh, well, it's, it's just incredible things that happen. So, yeah. I think that's, I mean, it's probably a great recruiting tool to find those people as well, because they already kind of know if they're that person that wants to work there, you know that, or they believe in that, that cause and that, that uh, passion for what you guys are doing. I mean, that kind of probably helps uh, eliminate this, the regular, you know, people who are are trying to just get a job, you know, you're like, we believe in something and we expect you to believe in it. And a lot of times, I mean, what, what a great company culture, um, obviously that you guys are really building there. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, Lauren, do you have any final questions for Austin? Um, I always put her on the spot. I know. We did have one random listener question. Would you That's like right. to answer See, that? See, I'm so glad I Love did. To. Thank you. Okay. It wasn't one of the ones I sent you. So, uh, so <laughs> I'm telling you, it's kind of random, but how much community engagement and profit bump do you see when they, when you do free food events, like your superhero day? Mm. Oh. You know, that's one of those, that's one of those great examples. And so I'm not a trained marketer. I just kind of stumbled into this role, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And 
my my background was commercial real estate and finance, so I like to uh, plug everything into a spreadsheet, you know, and see it all work out. And I, I don't to answer your question, we don't know how to determine the ROI on that. <laughs> but what I do know is, you go into the restaurants and people are having fun, and uh, you just you see you see smiling faces both with our team members and with uh, the guests, and it's like at the end of the day, you know. It's got to be a it's got to be a net positive because oh, people yeah. are enjoying themselves, you know. So that's a that that to me. Uh, I need to learn something from you guys, but uh, <laughs> I don't I don't fully understand all the intricacies of marketing. But we just kind of err on that side on some of these things of like, man, did it did it make people's day better? Did we have a chance to to get to connect with somebody? Yes, and yes, let's do it. You know, yeah. so. absolutely. Well, and that's what it's all about. But I will say that when you guys send out a text for free queso for that day. There is an ROI bump because we're bringing like the family in and everybody's getting food on top of, you know, well, I mean, free queso. If you, I guarantee if you offered free mm-hmm. queso every day, you guys will be opening up like 20 new restaurants next month uh, <laughs> because it works that well. <laughs> and I'm, it's so funny because I, I get the lettuce. I try very hard to do a low carb. But I swear, if somebody's like, they ask you, like, oh, hey, would you like a queso, a table queso? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we want that. Yeah. yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll diet a little bit more tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah, we want the queso. Well, I think it was, uh, I think it was Valentine's Day week that you guys sent out, like, the free trio or something like oh, that. Yeah. And We'd, on yeah. Wednesdays, our community <laughs> group meets, and we switch guys, girls, and it was all the girls. And we went to Tacos Life, and each one of us got all this stuff. <laughs> We had more queso than I think we knew what to do with. We probably mm. should have given it to a child, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one of those that when we send those out, we're kind of like, "All right, everybody, the hurricane is coming." You know, <laughs> like get, get, get ready. ready. <laughs> that's awesome. It's funny you say that, Lauren, because literally, my wife and I went for lunch for Valentine's Day to get the trio. So good. Yep. And she doesn't yep. like guacamole, so it was all mine. And that was the best Valentine's gift. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, awesome. Hey, Austin, thank you so much. And and we we really appreciate you coming on the show, sharing your story, what you guys are doing, the impact that you guys are having um, in the world in general, and then obviously in in the lives of of thousands, millions of children. Uh, Just thank you for what you guys are doing for starting this. I don't know if you ever get thanked for just starting a business, but, you know, that's a you've made an impact on the world. So we really appreciate that. That was fun. Thank you. Um, So, Lauren, fire away with our rapid fire. All right. First question. In your dream house, no budget here, what is one weird room slash feature you would include? One weird room. Okay, okay, I'll go first. Yes, please, please. Okay, so I've always thought it, you know, of course, if I had like, you know, no budget whatsoever, and was just greedy, whatever, um, <laughs> would have like, you know, like the library from like Beauty and the Beast, you know, like those oh, giant books yeah. everywhere. Cause I just find those the super calming. Mm. And I just would think it'd be so cool to like walk in and be like, look at all these things you can read and learn. And I just think it's super cool. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty legit. All right, Austin go. Cause I'm still trying to formulate mine here. <laughs> I want a, a bathroom or just wherever I get dressed in the morning, you know, with, 
fans everywhere. I'm hot all the time, you know? <laughs> so just, I mean, could you imagine just like fans blowing up from the floor, from above, from uh-huh. the side, you know, just, it'd be great to not be hot all the time in the summertime. So, you know, that's, is that weird? That's probably very weird. So I can't believe I admitted that on this podcast. But it was have. one weird room feature. So. I know. I, that is true. I took you at your word there, Lauren. That is true. You know, mine has always been, I, I just, for some reason, I just always want a massive screen. And that's just cliche man cave idea. But for some reason, like video game, just, I think just everything. I just want like as unhealthy as this is like soda dispensers and you know all kinds of popcorn i just want to be able to like sit in one chair and just have everything like roll to me and then be able to be play video games or watch a movie or something i don't really care if there's any other tvs or any other uh, seats in the house i think just that but you know what's weird though austin you said the bathroom thing like i've always wanted like the heated this is the opposite of what you said but i want the heated floor when i found that out i was like oh that's amazing yeah, I, w- I want the floor yeah. to be heated because it's always so cold in the mornings. But you would probably love that. You're like, this is the best part. Yeah. The the floor is cold. Yeah, little air, little air conditioning vents everywhere. It kind of like the cooling yeah. seats, you know, that just blow right through. Yes. You know, it's just great. Yes, <laughs> love it. Yeah, love I'm it. with Austin. I'm always hot, but it's just the humidity in Arkansas. So yeah. that's that's true. That's true. All right, number two. Number Fire two. Away. All right, it's a thinker. If you could have the ability to either stop time for two minutes. Or go back in time 30 seconds, which would you choose? So it's a power that you have to continuously use. Okay. Oh. So I'm going to have the power to stop for two or go mm-hmm. back in time for 30. Oh, seconds. definitely the 30 seconds, especially recording podcasts. I want to always change everything that I say <laughs> every single time. I'm like, yeah, 30 seconds. I just need to repeat, like, go back, go back 30 seconds. Can we push that to a minute? Is that possible? No, just, just 30, 30 seconds. Okay, all right. <laughs> what about you, Austin? Definitely the 30 seconds, yeah. Let's yeah. go back in time. And <laughs> How many times do you just say, just I, I open my mouth way too many times, stick my foot in there, and I, I just want all of my life, I've just wanted that 30 seconds back. That is a great question. Is, now I'm going to be See, thinking I'm about different. that. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So as a mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old, <laughs> I don't know how many times I was like, if I could just stop Mm. for five minutes and I could finish cutting this potato or like writing this blog piece or whatever I need to do. I'm like, I literally just need a moment. And they're like screaming, throwing things. I mean, yes, stop for two minutes. Spoken like a true mom right there. That's it. I I guarantee you my wife would be the same though. She'd she'd be Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I I just want two minutes. I just want to take a breath. That's all I want. Mm -hmm. Or even like her thing. She's like, I just want to go to the bathroom by myself. Yes. Like nobody's beating yes. down my door. Okay. Leave me alone for two minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks so much. And good questions, Lauren. This is fantastic. Thank you.